Hi, and welcome to The Circle. You're listening to Journeys to the Self with me, Melanie. Wondering what The Circle is? Check out our website, www.thecirclestockholm.com or our Instagram account, at thecirclestockholm. In Journeys to the Self, every three weeks, with a special guest, we're exploring a specific behavior that guides us through our very own life journey. We're discussing personal experiences, but also keys and tips to better understand and connect with our inner selves while growing and feeling better in our minds and souls. A way to face everyday life in a more confident, energized and clear way. In today's episode, we're tackling an issue that stems mostly from our social self and greatly impacts our true self, our relation to failure. I will be joined by Christelle, fellow French and Stockholmare, but also a career coach. She dedicates her time and contagious energy to helping expats find their way across the Swedish job thing, while also supporting people who are questioning their career choices and in the need for finding their path back to their rightful professional journey. Christelle actually coached me a few months ago at a time when my future in Stockholm was a bit uncertain. She helped me boost my self-confidence and my belief in my own ability to succeed and thrive in a foreign country. The situation in which I found myself then really resonated actually with something similar I've been through a few years ago. I mentioned it in the first episode of this podcast. It was my sudden return to France after not getting my second visa to stay in New York. For a long time, I've looked back at this moment in my life as one of my biggest failures, and I've really struggled accepting it until recently. Well, until moving to Stockholm, actually. So when I ended up in what seemed like a similar situation, that is to say, having to look for a second job in a new country, I told myself, not this again, and started to be super anxious about it. I could feel all the emotions, fears, and frustrations from my failure back then coming back to the surface. But instead of letting it overwhelm me, I decided to stack all the odds in my favor, well, at least as much as I could, and made sure I would not let the past failure hinder me. And that's how I got to work through it with Christelle. She really helped me understand that the situations were actually quite different. Different countries, different cities, different job scenes, different codes, but most of all, a different me. Much more mature, self-aware, and confident. So there was very little chance for the outcome to actually be the same. But also, that what happened in the US was not an actual failure. It was really a reroute on my path to my true self, and I'm thankful for that every single day. But dealing with what we consider as personal failure is so complex because when something doesn't work out the way you think it should, it's really hard to convince yourself that it is all for the better. It feels like you're stabbing yourself in your very own back, which creates a huge sense of self-disappointment and that is quite hard to deconstruct. And that's without counting that we live in a society heavily focusing on performance and the idea of success. Our bodies, our relationships, our friendships, our daily lives, our jobs, and even our aspirations are all ruled by that principle. And it's quite tricky and actually sneaky because it's no longer about perfection, nor really about corresponding to specific set standards, but about the fact that we have to be and do well. 
We have to be successful, whatever that means for each and every one of us. And what does that do? It just creates pressure and fuels our fear of failing, which leads us to either setting up super high expectations for ourselves, just so that we can fully fit in this celebration of overachievement and pristine performance, or being totally scared of doing anything and therefore never taking any risks, so that we don't end up crushed by total disappointment. So did you ever ask yourself, what are people going to think if I do this or that, or if I don't do this or that? Or Why wasn't I able to do this? I'm never able to do anything. Or, I'm never going to be able to do this, so it's not even worth trying. Or again, what was I thinking? I was never going to succeed anyway. Have you ever noticed how many times you tell yourself when browsing through social media, I wish I could do this, I wish I was more like this, I wish my life was more like this. From bikini bodies, food recipes, yoga stands, parties, vacations to even pets. Performance is everywhere and is making all of us feel a bit like a failure. But guess what? It's okay to fail. In your career, at your job, in your relationship, in friendships, and basically in the way you lead your life on a daily basis. And that is okay for two main reasons. The first one, and you have to keep that in mind at all times from now on, is that nobody is forcing you to perform more than you actually can but your social self. And this is fully conditioning your perception of yourself, creating a lack of confidence and unnecessary stress. So next time, ask yourself, is it really worth it? Do I value other people's judgments that much? But also, does this really matter to them? Because sometimes we imagine that people care when they actually don't, And that, honestly, is the good thing. The second one is that failure is just an experience from which you will always learn and grow. You may not see that now, but in the end you will. It guides you further on your journey to your true self, and this is actually led by your inner self. So when you think you can do something, and no matter how hard you try, it turns out you can't, see this as your inner self telling you that this isn't for you, because there is something better awaiting ahead. Which is exactly what led me to accepting what I now refer to as my New York experience of failure. Nobody was requiring of me to actually make it or break it right there and then, except for myself. And well, as I said earlier, this has led me to be here in Stockholm, where I've never felt happier. So try to start changing your perspective of failure and listen to Christelle's advice coming next. Hi Christelle, and welcome to The Circle. Hi, Melanie. How are you? How? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. So how does it feel to be two French uh, women living in Stockholm and talking in English for a podcast? Uh, it's a bit weird, but um, I think it's even weirder for those listening to us. I think this episode is going to be really interesting because we're actually going to be talking about accepting failure and what it means. Before diving into this subject, could you please maybe introduce yourself a little bit and tell us what sparks joy and happiness for you? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Crystal Pottinger. Uh, I am a career coach and I live in Stockholm. I'm married to a British man and we have two children together. And I have lived in France and also in England and since the last eight years now. Uh, I've lived in Stockholm. And what brings me uh, joy and happiness? I think 
the first thing is feeling useful to others. And in that way, being a coach is really a great way for me to get a lot of energy. I get uh, so much joy from helping others. Otherwise, what I love doing is really trying new things and whether it's uh, going to new restaurants or reading new books or visiting new places, meeting new people. I think exploring and feeling that you know, life is a great experience and there is always something new to discover. For me, that's, uh, that brings me a lot of joy. Uh, and sharing, oh, I think, all these discoveries and experiences. I think life is better enjoyed if it's shared. So uh, whether it's with my friends or my family or sharing with my children, it's, you know, it's, that's what makes, makes it valuable and, and worthwhile. How do you, how do you do that in the current context we are in? Because I imagine that, you know, since all of us are mostly locked down and staying at home, um, how are you able to discover new things and to share in the same way, given our current circumstances? Oh, there is definitely a part of frustration there, not being able yeah. to, <laughs> to go out and spend time with friends. And I think we are also learning a lot about ourselves in this period. We are discovering some maybe new capabilities and also new limits. And I think this is what I discuss a lot with my friends and family when, uh, when, uh, when I reach out to them to, to ask, you know, how is it going in France? How do you survive in the, you know, the context of being locked down. And, and I think everyone has experience to share and I, everyone is being challenged on a daily basis and is finding new solutions. So I think uh, there is still a lot, a lot to share and a lot to discover, even in these circumstances. Yeah, that, that's true. And is there anything in particular that you've discovered on your side personally about yourself during these past few weeks? Uh, I've definitely discovered the limits of being at home <laughs> with my children for too yeah. long. <laughs> and, uh, yes, and I've, I have learned to accept that it is what it is at the moment and that it has to be that way for a long time. You know, I don't want to remember this period as being the, you know, the, the nightmare year with bad memories about being stuck at home yeah. with the children. I want to remember it as an exceptional year where Well, we had to be all together more than we liked. We also build some new memories and make new connections as a family that we wouldn't have had the opportunity to make otherwise. So uh, trying really to turn that difficulty into, into a possibility, I think, has been the, the biggest learning. Um, the theme of today's podcast is accepting failure. And the reason why uh, I wanted to have that discussion with you is because I think that as a career coach, and I imagine also personally, you have a lot of experience um, to share and, and, you know, a lot of um, um, learnings to share around that topic. So what does accepting failure evoke to you and how do you relate to it? Yeah, so I have been, I've been thinking and also discussing with others this topic because it's a great topic. I think it's something that everyone experiences at some point in life. Yeah. And maybe I will talk first about my clients. I wouldn't say that they come to me when they are experiencing failure, but they need to overcome a challenge, whether they have been looking for a job for a long time and they're, they're thinking that they're failing at it because they haven't got an interview. They, they haven't got the job that they wanted. So they, they're really thinking, maybe, Maybe I'm failing this and, and, and of, of course they 
you know, they can't live without a job, so they have to overcome it. Or some of them are also thinking that they have had a bad experience at work, maybe they had a burnout or something like that, and they, they want a career change. So in a way, they also have experienced some sort of failure in their in their career. And I think the, the first step uh, or the first thing that we, we work on is really looking back and assessing the situation and, and accepting the way it has been, what has happened, uh, not really going so much into why it happened, but more, okay, what lessons can we learn from that? And how do we, how can we use that to move forward? Because regardless of the failure, we still have to keep keep going. So if you know someone has sent hundreds of applications for a job, they need to continue sending applications, but obviously doing it differently than before. So yeah. um, it's really important to sort of look at, look back and reflect and use that use that in a in a productive way to continue. Yeah. So you know, failure is a learning in itself. Yes. And if you see it as is, then I think it's it's maybe a bit easier to accept it because it doesn't mean that, you know, you're stuck in a pit and that you cannot uh, move forward and you won't ever progress or improve. Um, but if you see it as a, as a learning and as, okay, it's just a bump on the road, how can I, you know, yeah, improve from that? Then I think it's it makes it a bit easier to digest. Mm. Absolutely. And I was also thinking that we need to differentiate experiencing a failure and being a failure. And I think a lot of people yeah. that have failed at something think, oh, I'm so, I'm so bad. I really am useless. I'm hopeless. You know, I'm a terrible person. You know, I can't even do this. I'm so bad. And I, I think it's really important to, to differentiate between behaving badly or not having succeeded at doing something and, and being someone else. So I think uh, that is the first step or the first realization. Yeah, that's completely true. I've actually not thought of that, but it's true that we tend to take that failure as, as something that is inherent to our being and completely, you know, disregard, um, the circumstances, the context, the background that brought us to that failure. I'm not saying that we're, we are not responsible for the failure in itself, but maybe we actually have less to do about it than our environment or, you know, yeah, the circumstances. And so, yeah, you're right. It's, it's about making the difference between the failure in itself and us being a, a failure. And, and I think the impact also of uh, assessing that is, is completely different because it changes completely your mindset. Absolutely. And I think you, to be able also to overcome uh, the challenge and continue, you need to also trust yourself and feel confidence that, that you can do it or you can do it again or you can overcome it. So it's really important to, to not feel useless or hopeless and, and, and to really believe that it's possible to continue. Yeah. So what advice do you give uh, your clients when they come to you with that state of mind? Or actually, has anybody ever come to you with that state of mind and saying, yeah, I'm useless or I'm hopeless, I will never be able to succeed, please help? They haven't because I think if they, if they take the step to see a coach, they already have passed that moment. They've, they already sort of rebounced a little bit to the point that they can act, pick up the phone and, and send me a, or send me an email to say, can we, can we work together? Uh, they have, they have overcome that, but I think we take the time to look or sort of accept the emotions that might uh, happen. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's not a good thing to try to brush those feelings away and say, oh, I don't feel that. I don't want to feel those regrets, those 
this pain, the, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, I just want to, to leave that and, and just continue. But I think it's important to acknowledge that we feel the pain of having been successful at achieving what we wanted. And then the important part, as we discussed before, is to really analyze and reflect and try to be objective about what exactly has happened and what are the things that I should, uh, the good things that I have done and then I, I should continue to do and maybe the, the things that led me to this failure and what I should stop doing to use that to move forward and really think, okay, what are my choices now? What alternatives do I have? Uh, what is the first step? that I, I can make. And I think taking the first step is always the hardest one, but the one that leads you to success in the end. Yeah, that's true. And do you think that this process of uh, analyzing uh, the failure and how to accept it and overcome it is the same, uh, whether it's in your professional life and in your career and in your personal life? Because, you know, we tend to talk a lot about failures when it comes to Yeah, our jobs, etc. But there are also, you know, other types of failures, let's say, that we can find in our relationships uh, and in, with our partners or with our friends or even with our, our families or even like just thinking that you would have one certain type of life and, you know, have some personal goals and then for some reason you're not able to achieve them. So do you think that the same like process of uh, taking care of that failure is the same in both your professional and personal life? Yeah, I think the process is the same. Uh, I have a, I have a friend who um, is in a difficult relationship with her mother. And I could say that she came to the point where she felt that the relationship was a failure and that she had maybe not being able to achieve that dream of that peaceful, trustworthy mother and daughter relationship. And she had a complete mm -hmm. breakdown over that. I think it took her the same process to accept how she felt in the first place and why she felt that way. Maybe she felt betrayed. Maybe it was a, a broken dream. It was, uh, you know, a wish. Yeah, a really a strong wish that she, she counted her on her mother through her adulthood and she could maybe repair the things of the past. So I think she had to go through the same steps of accepting her emotions, accepting the situation, and then trying to objectively think, okay, what have I done? What is my part of responsibility? What, what are the things that I cannot do anything about? And of course, in a relationship, you cannot uh, dictate how the other is behaving and what yeah. is, uh, what the other wants. And then uh, also thinking, you know, okay, what do I want moving forward now that this, you know, I have objectively assessed the relationship. I think now she's trying to find a way to a way to keep a certain distance so she doesn't uh, she's not affected too much emotionally by this uh, relationship but at the same time she still wants to have some contact with her mother and to continue to evolve in that relationship. So it's difficult and I think it's a long journey for her but she has definitely passed a very important step in that journey. I think the responsibility part of it is crucial and understanding, yeah, what's your responsibility and what is the responsibility of the other mm. person in the case of a failure in a relationship. But even like in, I think in failure in general, because I think that if you're able to identify what's your level of responsibility and then why were you responsible for that, it is also part of the process of accepting uh, the failure because it might turn out that, well, you're not, you know, that responsible at all. And then that circles back to what we were saying earlier 
around the fact that it depends a lot on the circumstances and that they should not be overlooked. And at the same time, if it's clear that you're totally responsible, you have to understand why you put yourself in that type of situation so that when you know comes the next time and you're in a similar pattern, let's say, then you have the ability to prevent from the same outcome mm, to happen. In exactly. A way. And so may I ask if you have experienced like failure at your personal level and how you dealt with that? That's a good question. I was uh, also reflecting on that and thinking, have I, what are my big, big failure in life? And actually, I couldn't think of anything that was big. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. <laughs> and I was wondering, why is that? Because I, it, I must have failed at some things. And of course, from a professional perspective, there has jobs that I didn't get. Uh, there are jobs that I I left thinking I failed because I, I, I did never felt that I could perform or I never felt comfortable in them and I had to quit because uh, it, it was more like a flying re <laughs> response. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I have no, I have no resentment. I have, I've, I feel that it was really part of my journey and maybe if at, at that time making the decision was really difficult now it doesn't feel like a failure anymore and maybe that's what happens if you accept a failure then it, it becomes just part of your journey yeah um but I, what i was yeah. uh, what for me the the difficulty is not necessarily that you accept the failure is the fear of failing and overcoming that yeah. for me is a m massive challenge yeah i totally agree i think it's the same for me actually you know, on a very small scale and on a big scale. I mean, taking the interview, I was thinking, oh my God, should I accept it if I don't say the right thing? If I don't communicate <laughs> the right message? If I don't give the right perception of myself? You know, you know should I do it or not? Uh, um, and then, I, okay, this is just an interview. Just be yourself and everything will be fine. And, and I think, you know, one thing that I learned about overcoming the fear of failure is always to go back to what are my values and how can I be as true to myself? as I can uh, and go for it. And I think on a big scale, uh, being a career coach is something that is relatively new to me because I, I, I've been a marketeer for 15 years before starting this career coaching journey. Yeah, And I'm still not sure if I will be uh, successful or what success looks like for me. Every day I have doubts about, am I going to be yeah, a successful coach or is it going to be a failure? And it, it, every day I have to, to, to motivate and to, to believe in me again that uh, it will work out. And, and I have to, this is where I should be and this is part of my journey and how uncomfortable it feels. It's still, I'm still happier there than in my old job. So let's continue and, and, uh, and build from here. Yeah, I think that's totally it. I think that, of course, you know, we never know the outcome and we cannot control it. But as long as we're true to ourselves and, you know, we have that self-checking when in doubt to be like, okay, so am I still aligned with my values? Am I still, yeah, true to myself? Am I still okay and sure of what I'm doing? And then if that checks up, then you just have to keep going. And that's not a reason for, for giving up. Uh, absolutely. I think. And I, it's probably something that you have experienced as well with launching this podcast and the, the journey to self. 
Yeah, totally. And actually, you know, I was doing this um, meditation challenge for the past 21 days. And there was, um, and actually the topic of the, of the meditation challenge was abundance and how to create abundance in your life. And I was particularly interested in one specific, let's say, episode or like day uh, of uh, of the challenge which was around the fact that you you have to let go of um, the outcome and think of whatever you're doing just put your heart into it and then don't set up expectations and don't you know or at least set up expectations but don't focus too much on those expectations and those and the outcome so that whatever will happen and whatever will turn out you won't be disappointed in it and you won't well feel like it feels like a failure or or something like that and i had not thought of that in that way and especially like you you know i have a a background in marketing and business, etc., and so actually performance and the result is super important. And my mindset is kind of set up in that way. Whenever you know I I, I do something, it has to be super successful. It has to like have a, an impact. It has to have like a return on mm. investment. To talk you know, with terms that uh, we use on a regular basis. So when I created The Circle and when I created this podcast, at first I had uh, this kind of same mindset of like, this needs to be successful. I have to have this number of followers on Instagram in order to, you know, be seen and to create, you know, reach and to be visible and blah, blah, blah. And then I realized, well, no, because that's not the reason why I'm doing this. The reason why I'm doing this is because I want to share something with people. And even if it's just one person that is, you know, touched by what I say or that relates to what I'm saying and relates to the topic of one of my episodes, then I'm totally fine with that. Mm. And, I, and I think this is a great reflection because we tend to get sucked into the competition or the evaluation versus others quite fast, especially now with yeah. social media and... Uh, you're using social media for your, your podcast. You're obviously comparing yourself to others and thinking, oh, why do they have more followers than me? What have I done? What am I not doing right? And, and then you start to go into that competition mode, even if just against yourself. And I think when you yeah. start to get that anxiety, that uh, feeling, that uncomfortable feeling in your stomach, like, ah, I'm getting stressed about this project. It's always good to re-ask yourself, why did I do it in the first place? And, and I think every project in a, in a way should start with a, a little project uh, brief or just writing for yourself. Why am I doing that? Do I set to achieve with that? What is the most important thing for me while doing that? And really looking back at it every now and then and say, is, am I still true to what I set myself to do in the first place? Or have I gone yeah. somewhere else? And if I've gone somewhere else, am I okay with that? Is, does it feel good? Or did I follow another track, being led by others or being led by my ego and not being led by my true self? So yeah. I, I think that good, really good reflection. The impact others have on the way you perceive yourself and on the way we also perceive performance and failure is huge. Failure really has to do with your social self in the end, because it's under the perspective of what others uh, will think of me if I do that, or if I don't do that, or if I decide not to do that, etc. And we have to break that pattern, actually. I think there, there is definitely a huge 
social pressure to to perform and to be successful and what does that say about me to others if I don't successful at this but I think there is we also sometimes push ourselves too far just for our own sake that we want to see ourselves as maybe as something that we are not and that can be also really uh, really difficult to accept that Do you mean like we're setting, you know, we're setting for ourselves uh, unachievable or unattainable goals? Yeah, I think, I or? think so. Yes. And maybe the pressure also comes from uh, outside. But yeah, uh, true. I'm thinking, you know, in also in this um, situation of lockdown where people have to adapt to a completely new context where they might be working from home, sometimes with their children at home, and that has huge challenges. And then... Yeah. Additionally to that comes from, uh, you know, social media or LinkedIn or, or friends and peers extra challenging by saying, Oh, but you should also volunteer to, you know, do your bit for the cause. And you should also use this opportunity to learn something else and to take on a new project. And, and I think a lot of people feel completely overwhelmed by all these uh, requests, but they feel like, yes, absolutely. You know, this is exceptional time. I absolutely need to stand up to this and, you know, take this time to learn a new language and uh, make some masks at home with blah, blah, blah. And, and then yeah. <laughs> when, uh, when, uh, when, uh, when they speak to me, I say, but don't you feel like just by being able to maintain some sort of sanity in your own home, uh, by being trying to stay kind to others in your household, you're already being a hero. Why do you need to? you know, be extra performant. And, and then they say, okay, yes, maybe I'm putting too much pressure on myself in this context. And I think we do that quite often. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And, and, and I think also we forget that we don't have the same context Like, especially when you look at um, either your friends or even like on social media, you will see, especially right now, you know, people baking and making those amazing like dishes and then working out like twice or three times a day. And then you're like, but I'm not able to do that. Like, I can't, uh, it's not possible. And you try and you fail. And then, it, you know, you just, you, you just feel disappointed um, mm. with yourself. But you forget that, yeah, well, actually, if you're not, if you're not able to do that, it might be because, well, you have, you know, to take care of your kids or it might be that you have to work like at least half uh, of the time uh, during the day. So perhaps those people, they don't have to do that. But the thing is that since you just see or hear a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of somebody else's reality without the context surrounding it, it's completely mm. biased. Exactly. We have to, yeah, think about what surrounds, uh, you know, that specific moment in time that you're seeing. And I think that actually, if it doesn't make you feel good to see that or to hear about that, then you just have to be honest, you know, with yourself and with others and say, yeah, well, I'm glad that uh, you're able to do all of that. I'm unable to do that and I'm okay mm. with it. You have to be okay with you and with yourself and to be okay with your situation. And that's super important as well. Absolutely. In the situation today, you need to reflect a bit on what, what makes me feel pressured to do things that I, maybe I cannot do or that I maybe don't even want to do. And I think if it's what you see on social media or if it's what you hear from friends, others, then 
you know, what can you do to reduce that noise? You know, can you turn off social media more often or check less often? Or can you share your concern with your friends and family so they don't, um, they don't put pre extra pressure on you when you're already thinking this is a tricky balance to maintain? Yeah. So it, it's, it's important to, to identify the sources of pressure uh, to, uh, to turn them off as much as possible. Yeah, and hopefully that will be a learning that we will take with us after uh, this situation is over and once the crisis is is you know dealt with. Because I think that's just something we have to do on a regular basis in our everyday life. As it will make us feel way better with ourselves if we do that and we keep that in mind all the way through. Mm. You know. Yes, I mean this is a an exceptional situation, and I, I hope that all the learnings that we will get, we will continue to use them later on. That we will not go back to our usual self afterwards. I think there is actually a lot of concern around that. People think that uh, once this is over, we everything will go back to normal, but it shouldn't because that's not the way it should be. Actually, just like sociological level and environmental level and economical level, there is very little chance that that thing will go back to normal. But I think from a personal level, we should all aim at taking this as a learning that things need to change for the better. You know, it's a great opportunity to yeah reflect on what suits us as a you know as a, as people and individually, and then take that to the you know next step mm, let's say absolutely and i think it's also i think we we have identified also what we are really missing when we get all those back that freedom to walk around the freedom to meet others when we want and to hug people is to really you know rejoice in those moments and really consciously do them i think that would be a fantastic yeah. feeling Yeah, that's true. So do you have any uh, learnings, like two, three learnings that, that you would like to share with us regarding um, how to better accept failure? Uh, I think, uh, yes, for accepting failure, I think you, you need to first accept how you feel. Uh, really, really use the time to, to capture all these emotions. And then looking back and reflecting on why did this happen? What was the context? What did I do? What's my responsibility? What's outside my responsibility? And what can I take moving forward? How can I continue with mm -hmm. this learning? And then moving forward is really thinking, okay, what are my choices there? What, what can I choose? What can I do? And really taking the first step is is always uh, the hardest one but the the one that will lead then to the second one and to the third one and and then that's it you're you're on your way to the next success or to the next experience and and uh, i wanted also to give a few tips on the on the fear of failing because i think this is really a a yeah. strong 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 emotion where that really can paralyze us to to do the things that will make her, us happier whether it's The fear of stepping out of a, a toxic relationship or the fear of uh, leaving a job or changing career when we are uh, really unhappy at work. And I think yeah. a few things that can help people is to think, okay, what is the worst that can happen if I, if I do it? What is the worst that can happen? Now, usually the worst case scenario uh, doesn't end with I will die. So <laughs> as long as you can take yeah. that, <laughs> that, um, <laughs> 
yeah, there, there will be consequences, but then you realize that they actually are smaller than you had imagined. And yeah. then it's, again, what is the small first step I can take? Because even when you decide to quit your job, it's the first step is not necessarily to hand over your resignation. Your first step could be, okay, I'm going to start uh, talking to this person who might know someone who is interested in my skills. I might just uh, redo my CV or... Uh, reshape my LinkedIn profile. So there are small things that can make you feel like you are moving towards your, your goal or your dream without taking too much risks. And then the, my third advice is to really think who can help you? Because I think in those yeah. uh, situations where we are paralyzed with fear, we feel also extremely lonely. And a career is very lonely. And also being in a difficult relationship is also really lonely because no one is experiences except you. But there are a lot of kind, well, hopefully kind and uh, empathic people around you that, that want to help you and want to take this journey with you. And, and you should identify those people and Ask for help, ask for support, because it's it can be really hard to go alone. Yeah. So that, they, these are my um, my tips or my uh, my advice. Great tips, and I totally agree with you. I think it's it's really important to not be afraid to ask for help because you cannot do everything on your own. That's not how it works, unfortunately. So uh, we need others to to grow and to develop, and they need us as well. So it's not failing to <laughs> to ask for help because. Well, generally, when we ask for help, people also feel really good about helping. So it's a, it's a win-win. Yeah, that's definitely true. Thank you for reminding that. It's really important. So thank you very much, Christelle, for accepting to do this. I think it was a really interesting conversation and that you've reminded us of a lot of things to keep in mind when it comes to accepting failure. So thanks a lot for being here today. My pleasure. Me. Great talking to you. I'll be sharing Christelle's details on the podcast's Facebook group. Check out facebook.com slash groups slash journeys to the self. If you're interested in getting more information about her or in contacting her for further advice, I will also be posting there the link to Deepak Chopra's meditation series on abundance I was referring to earlier. But keep in mind that accepting failure starts the moment when you're noticing the will to deconstruct it. Not being okay with failure and wanting to understand why is actually the very first step of the process. So next time you find yourself struggling with this type of situation, take the time to reflect and start writing down your, your answers to the following questions. What are the reasons that cause my failure? Are they linked to external circumstances? Is there anything I could have done about it? If yes, why didn't I do it? What can I do to prevent this from happening again? And if you feel like you're afraid of failing, use the same process, but ask yourself instead, what am I afraid of? What will happen if I still go with it? What will happen if I don't? And try to remember to be kinder with yourself, because in the end, that feeling of failure, of disappointment, or of helplessness only stems from within yourself. And the good news is that you have the full power to overcome it. And of course, as mentioned with Christelle, you can always consider the help of a coach or of a therapist to help you figure it out. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share your comments and questions directly on our Facebook group at facebook.com groups slash journeys to the self or via our Instagram account at the Circle Stockholm. Enjoying this podcast? 
then contribute to its growth by rating and reviewing it on the podcast platform of your choice. This will be of tremendous help.